Madden Luke's Sci-Fi Sanctuary. The year is 3013. The galaxy is scintillating in the mellow light. Two galactic pilgrims seek out vistas in the samurai future to bring forth the unity of the cosmic shaman. Opening the door of the pantheon of mystics, the evil sorcerer wizard powers the engine of science, seeking to forever alter the sacred balance, traveling on effervescent balls of summer fire. This week, Tron. Oh yeah, you're on. That's what you're on, you're on. We're on? We're on. In the year 1983, Tron missed out on the Oscar because it cheated and used computers. Yeah, I couldn't use computers in school. Like, internet research was, was not allowed in high school. Hmm. How, how whack does that sound? It's like, it's like you know, if God had given us wings, we'd fly. Yep, yep. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I know that they, that they try and be like, Wikipedia research is not allowed. But you just scroll down and click whatever Wikipedia lists as its source and list that as your source. No, no. With it. I think even first part of university is like, if it's on the internet, it's not a real source. Yeah, yeah. I'm not talking about maybe, now. Actually, maybe it makes sense. So that's the problem now, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're still meant to find like decently credited sources, mm. but no one gives a shit about that anymore. <laughs> There's lots of places. Nowadays, if it's from a real source, apparently that means it's not true. <laughs> you, you can tailor your information however you want to now. Well, see, so when I was at school, primary school, we did kind of have computers. And, like, once a week we did the computer lesson where we did, like, Microsoft Paint. Then <laughs> mm. by secondary school, we had computers fairly common around the school. Mm-hmm. But I don't actually remember using them that much. We did, like, some computer-assisted design, maybe re- research stuff for a project, but... The important thing is, did you play Discs of Tron? We did play Light Cycles. Okay. We, um, we had... So, knocking around the school were a bunch of USB sticks with games that we could get running on the school computers. <laughs> so we would play like little GoldenEye land sessions. Um, and we had Bomberman and Light Cycle, which were very easy to play on one keyboard between two players. Ah. So yeah, we played a lot of that game. <laughs> right, right. We had graphing calculators. It was lamer. So it was mm. just Snake. But like nowadays I teach kids who tell me that at their school, they like every kid gets given an iPad. Oh yeah, my daughter <laughs> just started school and they gave her a laptop. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, it's Matt here. And Luke here. It's a sci-fi sanctuary. Bloop, bloop. With the Tron. Yeah, Tron. I don't know when I first saw this, because I think I played the game an awful lot before I saw the movie. Okay. I definitely saw it as a kid. My dad's pretty into Tron. Yeah. Not like, he doesn't like, you know, walk around in like a Tron-themed bedroom or whatever, but he liked Tron enough. Because mm. my dad was into computers at like the early stages. He used to like write games for a Spectrum. Mm-hmm. But like he basically stopped gaming at Doom. Yeah. And then would occasionally play something with me and my brother. <laughs> I feel like this this one, um, like I was three years old when it came out, right? So I'm pretty sure I didn't see it in the theater. Mm. And I think Disney kind of like shoved it in the closet for a while. Like yeah. under the bed. It seemed to kind of vanish for some well, time. Considering how much Disney franchises shit. <laughs> but then, because there's like this, there's Black Hole, this kind of live action stuff, they just sort of sat on for a long time. Right. 
It wasn't until Pirates that they started getting back into live action. But I did. And then they just bought all the studios. Yeah, in the early to mid-80s, I did end up in, in dark putt-putt arcades where they'd have the Tron, you know, machine. And oh, yeah. Of course I'd play that shit. And I, I think it was the late 90s when I figured out Discs of Tron is actually the much better game. Oh, okay. So what's the other one? Discs of Tron is just um, when you're on the circular thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And no, but so are you comparing Discs of Tron and the Light Cycle one? Tron itself is the... MPC Pyramid game, the light cycle, and hunting bugs or something. Okay. Whereas Disc of Tron is a completely separate cabinet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, know. okay. So because, no, yeah, to me, the one that I played and really liked is the light cycle one. Yeah, yeah. But, but then and, for my generation, we had, you know, the old Nokia phones and Snake. Yeah, they might have put so. them all together for, for <laughs> that. I don't know. So Yeah. Um, but, yeah, yeah, I, I always played Discs of Tron as a very separate entity. Which... Yeah, I probably saw this as a kid, again, when Legacy came out, and then a couple nights ago. Yeah, I've, I've probably only seen it thrice. I've seen it a few more times because I, I did. It was a big deal when the DVD came out, mm-hmm. and I got it. it. Went out print within like six months, and it was actually like super valuable until uh, the Legacy came out and packaged Tron with it. So, ah. yeah, like it, it's not like because like I didn't want to. I kind of dig this film, mm. but it's it's a little slow paced. It's not like a yeah watch every year kind of film. It, it just seems like Disney was embarrassed by it until somewhere around two thousand eight. Mm. <laughs> it definitely it shows up in like. Kingdom Hearts, and it does have a bit of a presence in like when we've made fir- some other video games. When does the first Kingdom Hearts come out? Like two thousand four. Okay, so maybe that was where it started picking up a little more mm. steam. Although I like in the nineties, like yeah, Tron. I kind of remember that it was kind of cool. I mean, you could still play a video game. You know, the emulators were showing up, so we started playing the game. I was like, whatever happened to the movie? Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we'll get into it later, but the whole idea of like gaming retro, I guess around like the two thousands, probably saw Tron back into the popular kind of yeah. consciousness. Again, emulators. Once you yeah. can just throw this on and be like, hey, this is actually this game's really hip. And then you just want to see well, But also movie. when they realized they could just put a load of their old shit on a disc and sell it back to you and they could sell you bloody Space Invaders fridge magnets and stuff. And I'm sure Jeff Bridges becoming an Oscar winning actor probably helped as well yep, to yep, yep. bring some light back to this movie. Um, I, I, I don't know. I guess we need to be talking. I don't want to talk about the actors too quickly. So do you want to do a story? Yeah, hit me with it. Kevin Flynn took it up the rear from Encom. He created their top-selling games, but as is normal for the gaming industry, got crap for his efforts. But he does have a HEP 80s arcade, which at least stands for something. Meanwhile, Alan Bradley, who cucked Flynn with 80s engineer Lola, has been blocked out of Encom systems after creating the ultimate security program, Tron. The three of them break into Encom's headquarters to hack as hard as they can, but Flynn ends up getting sucked into the computer by way of cutting-edge technology that Encom's master control program, uh, controls. Flynn is forced into the digital world to compete in gladiator games, which, to be fair, does make for some fantastic video games. 
Flynn joins forces with Tron and the soon-to-be-dead Ram and escapes, though Ram dies shortly thereafter. They recruit Lola's digital doppelganger, Yuri, and they make their way to the digital portal where Flynn can again become a user instead of a program. But the MCP's lackey Sark is in hot pursuit in his low-res battleship. Confrontations are had, both Sark and the MPC are destroyed, and Flynn returns to the real world with proof of his video game authorship. While I bet that doesn't work out in the end, spoiler, it doesn't, Flynn and his real-life romantic enemies fly off in a neon-tinged helicopter. I love that Flynn's evidence that he gets is just a piece of printer paper that he could definitely have just typed. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't dot matrix, so it was like printed nicely, right? Yeah, but it just said like um, whatever the game was called, um, edited by Dillinger, programmed by Flynn. He could have just written that. <laughs> there wasn't even like a code on it. I don't. But think. he wouldn't have had his big adventure otherwise. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I'm just saying like. That wouldn't stand up in court. <laughs> <laughs> That's what... Well, I think... Doesn't Legacy basically say, no, it didn't? <laughs> yeah, but because the end of this film, he's in, like, the chopper and stuff. It seems like he's now the CEO. Mm. Which even then, that's not what happened. They pay him off to shut him up. Isn't Alan the CEO at the end? I don't know. I don't know. Because Flynn's not an employee at that time. No, but so they, they, they say, sense. like, here comes the boss. Oh, okay. But yeah, maybe he's just, like, a fucking billionaire who does what he wants. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why they made the sequel to be like, no, of course this ending didn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't make sense. <laughs> but yeah, because like you mentioned again and again, that is exactly how fucking programmers were treated by the big game companies. Today. Well, and, and but no, <laughs> Even more so then, yeah. I think these days at least like, well, because the difference is games aren't made by one guy anymore. Mm. Whereas back then a game was basically made by one dude. But that dude didn't get jack shit. <laughs> he got paid like 10k salary and then it was it made billions for someone else. <laughs> <laughs> of course, the dude in this case is the dude, Jeff Bridges. Yes. Not quite as dude-like here. I mean, he is the dude in the sequel, but here he's, he's kind of doing something a little different. Is this our first Jeff Bridges film on The Sanctuary? Possibly. We used to do a pub quiz every, I think it's every month in the UK. And if any time we didn't know the answer to a question, we just wrote Jeff Bridges. That's a good answer. Yeah. He's <laughs> just got one of those names that's like, it's, it's not really bridge. like a movie star name, right? It's just like a guy's name. Just, yeah, Jeff Bridges. Yeah. So There's a fun name to use. How about Tom Hanks? Is that a movie star name or is that just a dude? I think because name? he's too big. Ah. It's become a movie star name. Okay. Plus Hank, right? Like Hunk, Tom Hanks. So Arnold Schwarzenegger is a proper movie star name. Yeah, right? Because you don't just meet a guy on the street called Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, he's <laughs> you <fine>. want to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. So maybe if you live in Austria, you do, but. <laughs> the Hitlers changed their names, right? Very much. I'm sure did, they did. Did anyone, like, just hardcore know that's my family name and I'm keeping it? Maybe for a bit. Yeah. Because we, like, we didn't know all the shit at first. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was a comedian a few years back in the UK who tried to bring back the Tash. 
He's like, no, it's a Charlie Chaplin tash, man. We can't let Hitler take it from us. Mm. I, I don't think he still makes TV. <laughs> well, we've, we've now lost the letter Z. Yep. And Q. <laughs> oh, right. Both of which, you know, kind of redundant letters. Mm. Yeah, they don't do it. But you're, you wanted future names to have lots of Qs, Zs, and Ks, and we've That's already true. fucked two of the letters. Well, I, I think we should completely get rid of the letters Q and C. Mm. Completely right. We've got S and K. We don't need C. Yeah, okay, good point. And you can just put a K and a W together. You don't need Q, U. Is it hard for you to say Z? Z? Uh, I was for like the first. I've been okay. doing this for four years, man. I don't correct students when they say Z because I'm like, well, that's correct. I'm not going to tell them. I, I, I usually tell them. It's like, oh, we say that in England, but in America they say Z. Okay. If there's six, I might not try to do that right. explanation. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get it that much with the young ones anymore. Because mm. I, I think the problem was that Japan used to teach British English and switch to American. Right. So some kids had had half of one and then had to switch. Mm. So, um, yeah, but yeah, this is a weird place. This is. Post-King Kong, so I guess we're still thinking King Kong, 76 King Kong, where he's, when we see oh, Jeff yeah, Bridges. Oh, yeah, that's some Bridges. I, I guess he already had something Oscar, I don't think he won one, but I think he had something like at least Oscar prestige in his belt by this point. But, you know, after this, it's like Starman after this, I think, so mm. it's kind of a weird place in his career. Yeah, it's, Jeff it's, Bridges has had kind of a weird career generally. It's like everyone knew who he was since he was like super young, but he didn't really take off to was like 50, you know? Right. Yeah, because he wasn't a guy who did like... He did big films, but he didn't, like, headline super films. I mean, the headline of this is... C like, well, that's it. The headline of Kong CGI. is the gorilla. The headline of this is the computer stuff. Yeah. Like, <laughs> who, who's the equivalent today who's, like... He's like a LaBeouf. Yeah. I was going like, to go, go Chris Pratt, You don't go see a LaBeouf but... film for the LaBeouf, right? <laughs> Do people go... Chris Pratt, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, people don't see LaBeouf films at all for the past, like, 15 years, but... Right. Now you just see him in, like, dark rooms wearing bags on his head and shit, which is... Yeah. I don't know. If he makes money from that, cool. I mean, I don't think he cares about making money anymore. Yeah, he has... <laughs> He has it, or he's his, his he's all He's got hella destroyed. money, and he's just a weird guy who's into his art. Yeah, so go hang out well, so in the room with a I think he did a couple of little bit fucked up shit, but not too fucked up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like Leonard Nimoy. Yeah. You know, his his interesting factoid, which oh, I... Oh, into, like, photographing fat women naked? Yeah, I was like, okay, sure, why not? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, it's just, like, you don't... It's not... You wouldn't, like, put that two and two together in that case. Yeah. <laughs> um, who it's would... only logical, Captain. There's more women to go around. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, who would you say is the second most notable presence in this? I have an answer, but... Well, because I'm, I'm probably one of the two villains. But, obviously... Because the title the, character. But he's, like, just... No, when I say the two villains, I mean Dillinger and the Zark. It's the same actor. Yeah. So those, they're, like, <laughs> the other two you see Okay, do you know who... Uh, David Warner? I definitely have seen him in other stuff. He tells you there are five lights, four lights, whatever. Oh, damn, that's where I've seen him, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's a good villain. He's a good oh, villain yeah, yeah, here, yeah, well, too. Yeah. I was watching him just like, oh, here's a villain guy. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, he's in plenty of Star Trek, but, uh, like, not just Chain of Command, but, yeah, mm. he's, I mean, he's a top flight, he's a top flight character actor. Yes, and, um, yeah, yeah. Some are well, yeah, he's a, he's a, he's great in everything, but you couldn't remember who he is. He's a perfect character actor. Oh, I do. But yeah, you do. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, that's, I guess that's my level of Trek geek, because um, he's also in Star Trek V as the Terran ambassador on yeah, um, yeah, yeah, What's yeah. It Called. So, yeah, he, he crops up here and there, so. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, for is, me. Is he I'm, one of the Indiana Joneses? That sounds very reasonable. Something like that. But, yeah, yeah, he's done a lot of that kind of stuff. Neither of us look going to be the man in the chair, so I guess we're... British we're villain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's one of the best for that, sure, yes. for sure. Um, he's a lot better in the game world than the... Because the human villain is kind of a patsy in this. 
Yeah. He stole everything from Flynn, but now he's just following what the computer does. Well, that's why the uh, double role thing works nicely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, because right. Zark's kind of a patsy for the MCP, too. Yeah, but Zark has more character, right? Mm. He's gunning for Flynn. Yeah, he twirls his mustache, so that's yeah. cool. Not that he has one, but... Um, yeah, because uh, the guy who plays Tron and Alan... Um, now I might need to become the man in the chair because I feel like he actually did show up in movies around this time, right? And has simply like been roundly forgotten. Yeah, well, he's he's just he's, he's pretty white bread, right? He's, well, he's real bland, right? I mean, like he's fine, and yeah. he's you know he's good enough looking. Bruce Broxlatner. Like, yeah, he's, he's, he's like done he some stuff. Stuff like he has a. Looks decent... like he did a lot of TV. Oh, Babylon Five. Okay, that's what I know him from. No, it's, he's not just an asshole, but he doesn't. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think he has the um, but yeah, he's much, the screen like presence he's much of more Warner, of a TV guy than a film Jeff guy. Bridges, and, and the girl um, is. I mean, she might have an awesome credit, but she's just kind of there. I mean, yeah, hmm. she's definitely Cindy a good person Morgan. to put in a Tron suit, for sure. Although, yeah, talking about um, fucking, what's it called? Hmm. What's the rule about two women in a film talking? Betchel test. Yeah, she not did a... film. Does, does it even have more than one woman? I don't think so. She's <laughs> the only woman in the digital world in this movie. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the perception in 1983 would have been that it's mostly dudes using computers. Yeah. I mean, yeah, this is a hard fail Betchel test day for our podcast recording. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Hey, we did Annihilation a few weeks ago. There you go. Yeah. That, that, that got flying colors on it, so. I mean, that film is full of flying colors. Yeah, yeah. And oh, Titanic as well. Yep, yep. I'm back to Richard Warner now. David Warner, sorry. Yeah, I mean, he's all over the place. He's just, you know, very, you know it's a very character actor I think thing the Titanic is what I was thinking of when I said Indiana Jones. Ah, uh, okay. Because of period piece bad guy. Right. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. The one Ooh. everyone loves. That's which one is that? That's not. That's the samurai. That's the one when they go back in time to the Turtle, samurai. It is yeah. Turtles in Time. No, it's not actually called Turtles in Time. The game was called Turtles in Time. Oh, okay. So everyone just calls the film that. Secret of the Ooze is the second movie. Yeah. We haven't done any t Turtles yet. There's got to be something coming up soon. Yeah, that's another one where I feel like there's a guy we can get in. I just okay. don't know who it is yet. Okay. Um, anyone? Is there anyone? Oh, oh there's Ram. I, I feel like he was in sitcoms. Dan Shaw. You got sitcoms for him? Um. He seems... he's, he's in Bill and Ted, apparently. Oh, oh he's Billy the Kid. In what? Oh, in Bill and Ted. Okay, that's where I recognize him probably then. Yeah. Anyway, he's he he, he comes across as a sitcom actor to me. So Yeah, again, yeah. He, he did a couple of, looks like, some wacky 80s comedy stuff. I mean, they killed him off as soon as they could, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he, you know, he, he did all right doing bit parts. But that's it. This, this whole film, right? It's actors who are, like, good. And like they're, like, they're not small-time actors. But it's not, a, like, a movie star movie. Yeah, this is a, here's a nice paycheck because we want this to be a blockbuster. Yeah. You can leave your chops or something else. Yeah, which I think is fine. I love this movie because it represents such a specific 
time, right, where people were aware of games and people were aware of computers, but people didn't have a fucking clue how they worked. No. Like, day-to-day man on the street. It, like, the idea that all of the programs could just be little dudes running around in a computer world, <laughs> yeah, made sense. Mm. Made as much sense as anything else. I'll tell you youngins about the time that we had dark, smoky... 80s arcades. Yeah, they still have them here, kinda. <laughs> and that, and recently, if you go to like the fighting game one in like Central Tokyo or Osaka or something. Okay, like that's that, true. Because so. uh, I, I haven't been next to the one by the movie theater where you live. That that was a reasonable one. Yeah, and now now they're they're all full of the music machines and the popular stuff. Yeah, I don't like. So the this. vibe is really different. Yeah, but yeah. you could always get a couple of good racing games. No, I, no. I, when I lived in another city in Japan, I I I had to take like an hour walk to get there, but I knew where like the hardcore you know, gaming palace was, so... But I found a surprisingly decent one in Nagano because for the longest time I just assumed it was Pachinko. Mm. And then I actually went in and it's like, oh no, this place is full of, like, semi-legit racing games and a couple of fighting games. I'll have to ask you where that is later, but... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, um... But 80s arcade was, you know, just filled with, like, the, um... The low-res, you know... Like, like you can't say analog shit, but it feels analog now, well, that's isn't the it? Other, that's the other thing about this period is this is when, like, video games were an aesthetic. Mm. It was black background, brightly colored sprites and vectors, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Like, nowadays, if you say, like, we want it to look like a video game, what does that mean? Because some (laughs) video games look like real life. Some of them look like (laughs) cartoons. Some of them look like whatever. There is no aesthetic that is just games. Right. Whereas, basically, up until Super Mario Brothers, there was an aesthetic that was games. Yeah, because what do we... In Atlanta, just what do we have? We the The... the the prime time was a Linux square mall where it was just this giant carnivorous space with levels, Sick. red neon, and darkness. Yes, that's what you want. <laughs> that, and, and that one closed because there was like some like gang fight and they were like way too early. <laughs> so then we, uh, the, the one that, uh, then I had Gwinnett Mall, which is the mall features in Stranger Things season three, mm. where they have to recreate an arcade, I believe. But I went well. to the, the real one, also dark. I think they had green neon, so okay. um, that's where I definitely remember. That was a little later, so that's where I remember doing four-player X-Men and Ninja Turtles and Simpsons, uh, you know, nice. a, a little bit more. And, and, of course, the putt-putt was, was great. You know, the uh, weird kind of, like, cracked um, brick pattern on the floor. It's very brown. Sick. See, all these arcades have, like, distinct colors associated with them. That's interesting. Yeah, <laughs> because that's the thing, like... Oh, and the gold mine, that was cool. There were several of those. The facade was in the mall and you know had a, like looked like a gold mine you go in and they had like the mining lights and it's like you're going deeper into the mine i don't know if the floor actually went down or not but it should have pretty dope yeah so i don't think i've ever been to a particularly themed arcade <laughs> like nowadays the theme can just be it's an arcade mm. that's like rare enough on its own did you go to chuck e cheese oh hell yeah okay how about um what's the other one i wanted to say Showbiz pizza. Showbiz pizza. I went there. I even went to Bullwinkles, man. Okay. And um, I went to Disney Quest, which was uh, Disney was trying to do like kind of a theme park experience, but they mm. could do it lots of places. So they opened one in Chicago. I went to the one in Florida, but it was a five level arcade okay. with themed levels. One was all retro, one was all racing, uh, one was virtual reality, like shit virtual reality from like the early 2000s. Nice. Yeah. So uh, I. I uh, I went there with with regular guest Mark, who the two of us also went to like a video game museum in Tennessee. Museum, as in it was just had a whole bunch of old fucking arcade right, right, games. Right. So, <laughs> so 
So I mean, you, I, I, you know, I haven't been in America for twelve years. I don't know what you do now. I think, I think Mark still knows something you can do. But uh, Disney Quest is down to shitter, as are mm. pretty much I think every mall arcade. Well, they're pretty rare, but you, I think the UK and the US nowadays, what you get is, it's an arcade where it's everything's on free play and you pay to get in, mm. and it's like a deliberate like retro. Yeah, experience. we did that in they're Chicago. They're less common. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure they don't rake in the cash like they were in the eighties and nineties. So. The, that's the thing in a, in, a, in America and probably the UK. It's kind of a niche thing. Like, oh, we're kind of recreating this experience yeah. for you, but it's not. It's not completely old one. Whereas um, in Japan, we're like living on on the uh, fumes of the the real experience. Yes, but the the they the Japan is at the position of arcades where I guess like twenty years ago in the West, mm. where they still exist, but they're having to be super gimmicky to run. Right. Um, so maybe you'll get one or two like, like proper games machines, but you get a lot of big chunky peripheral. Plastic music games and yeah. dance games. I smell Akihabara getting a few um, retro ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, they're, they're situated in like geek meccas. <laughs> you can't just have one of those on the street corner and it makes money these days. Right. Like even the Mario Kart game, I quite enjoy playing it. It's 100 yen for one race. <laughs> even if you win. I got a Switch. <laughs> yeah. well, exactly, right? What's it going to cost me? Like 30 races and I could have bought the game on my Switch. Can you put your face on the cart and, and the Switch? You can use a me. Yeah, that's not the same as I the know. photo, though. There, there's a very good reason they don't allow you to take photos on games that you play online with children. Okay, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, never did chat, Lorette. <laughs> Sign um, up to our Patreon to see Matt do his first ever chat roulette. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, that's the arcade. So now we can actually get into the game. Well, into I was going to say, I think the reason, well, the point I was starting to make, the reason Tron worked and recent shit like Pixels and Ready Player One doesn't is because back in the 80s, gaming was such a specific thing. It was spaceships and it was fighting and it was this aesthetic. Whereas now making like, we're making a film about games. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> is it about Animal Crossing or is it about Call of Duty? Yeah, cause and you, that's why they just lean back on, oh, here's some 80s nostalgia. Because you see the Tron one, like it is data, it is weird, but it really does vibe directly into the games of the time so yeah. much that the i mean the tron video game is the first movie video game because it was created after the movie mm. right the, the movie was first but it's the first um movie video game that really felt like the movie because mm -hmm. <laughs> um star wars certainly didn't <laughs> right <laughs> uh space war was the star trek one that certainly didn't you know and like nowadays yeah maybe they like they just brought out a new halo tv show and they do like an uncharted movie but it, you know, the the games already kind of look like movies. Yeah. So it's just an adaptation, the same as if you adapted a book or an old show, right? I mean, and actually, when they do try and shoehorn in some gamey stuff, it's really lame. Like apparently, the Halo bit, like within the first episode, there's like a bit where you see from Master Chief's position as he's shooting the gun, <laughs> and it's like, oh, why are you doing this, guys? <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't Doom do that? Yeah, but Doom again was twenty years ago. But that, yeah, that also has the rock, so it kind of makes up for it, I guess. Yeah, and, and um. I've forgotten his name again, but he's a bloody legend. Tom Carl Hardy. Urban. Who? Carl Urban. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay, there we go, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's the actual star of that film. Yes. <laughs> the Rock kind of gets um, Stephen Seagal oh, executive decision. Yeah. No, it's really good. It's done well. <laughs> okay. I, 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 like, actually, I haven't seen it. So have you not? Oh, I mean, mild spoiler for Doom coming up. <laughs> There's a bit where he's like getting dragged away and he's like, no, this isn't supposed to happen to me. Because <laughs> the whole point of his character is he goes in there thinking he's the protagonist and kind of turns out to be the villain. <laughs> Hell Beast will argue that with you. Yep. Yeah. Um, 
So what is your favorite Tron game then? I, I think I've already spilled my beans on the discs of Tron. The only one I know that I've played a bunch is the light cycle. Okay, so you're a light cycle man. Yeah, definitely. See, I... Mm. It's, a, it's so simple, right? Yeah. And yet it's good. I guess it's so it's kind short. Of, it's, it's like It's surprising sumo. to me that it existed... That it didn't exist before the film. Yeah. It's an eight before the film, I think. Possibly, yeah. Yeah. Because they had Annex Magazine, Atari's Magazine, which the, the back half of the magazine was just programs you type in. And yeah, They'd yeah, have yeah. stuff like Snake, for sure. Nice. <laughs> I was listening to a podcast recently where we're talking about um, Jeff Minter, who recently turned 60 years old, who's like a British... Basically, this guy, this Flynn. <laughs> like, he made, like, Tempest 2000 and a load of Oh, fun. fuck yeah, that's a great game. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he makes basically loads of shit like that. Space Giraffe. Um, but, like, only ever for, like, middling fame. Like, he's <laughs> beloved by the people who know him. But, yeah, he, his anecdote was that when he was, like, in the 80s and he played games in the arcades. Like, 80. Like, really late 70s, early 80s. But, like, you can know, People didn't make these. They just fucking exist. They're magic. <laughs> and then he went into some dusty back room of his school and some guy's playing a game on like a little... He described it as a typewriter with a P TV on top of it. <laughs> He's like, how did you get that game? He's like, I wrote it in. <laughs> <laughs> that's when he discovered programming. Well, that's a way to do it. Yeah, was it uh, Steve Wozniak? Am I saying Wozniak? Am I saying the name? Cause, I mean, it was. Yeah, yeah, because Jobs has been dead for 10 years. And that dude still doesn't get much credit except for people yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> and he's the one that made it. <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, the, the the real equivalent is um, Nolan Bushnell, mm. who's the Atari guy. Oh, right, right, right. Chuck, but who, like, like, he was, he did have an eye for making games and stuff, but mostly was just a great businessman slash con man <laughs> who could, you know, get all of the money for this shit, even though he never did the fucking legwork on <laughs> making these businesses. How do you feel about the low-res space battleship? It's pretty cool. Okay. It's kind of funny that, at this point, they would do those effects and say, like, yeah, but it, it's meant to be a game, right? That's why it looks like this. Mm. But then a couple of years later, you've got stuff like um, The Last Starfighter. Or ten years later, you've got ba Babylon 5. Yeah, I was going to say, Babylon 5. basically the same effects, but like, no, no, this is real. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do need to have an air look at The Last Starfighter. But that's definitely on the list, right? Yeah. Because I felt like they fin uh, I felt like they finessed it like a little bit for that. Like, it wasn't quite... I mean, they had a few more years technology, too. Oh, yeah, so. yeah. But the, the, the reason it, it doesn't as well is there's a shot where it shows you the game, and then it cuts to the real world. <laughs> and it doesn't look that different by yeah. today's I mean, standards. But it, uh, this is a time when Moore's Law actually held some water, you know? Yeah. So. yeah, yeah. I'm Andrew Rice. I'm Luke Summerhays. I'm James J. Miles. And I'm Muss. Welcome to Game Game Show, the game show about games. The unique podcast where four white men talk about video games. Look, Luke, when in doubt, don't go with me. <laughs> no, my thing is just like, uh, you usually do these quizzes, yes, no, yes, no, right? <laughs> <laughs> Luke, no one is that lazy. <laughs> We'll say, like, what, 10 seconds? That's probably usually long enough. Yeah, 10 seconds. There we go. I mean, you're not going to time it, so it really doesn't matter, does fucking it? fucking will time it, mate. I've got, got it on my, up on my tablet. You just... fucking dog. I'm not going to point, mate, with any more of this Imagine being tied with me. <laughs> this round is called Punching Upwards. I'm going to name some video gaming 
celebrities who are much more famous than us. And you're going to tell me for what reason they were cancelled. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I have no idea who they are. Uh, I feel like this will be a trend for all of these people. <laughs> Game Game Show is a comedy panel game show about video games. Find it wherever you get your pods by searching Game Game Show. Find us on Twitter at Game Game Show. Or find this podcast and others that me and my pals create by going to patreon.com slash podcastio podcastius. So when the MPC zaps you into the game. MCP. MCP. Did I say MCU? No, you said MPC. Oh, well, it's fine. A little it's just, dyslexic. Yeah, okay. I know. I should be addicted. <laughs> anyway, when you are blasted... I'm LSFS pod. <laughs> <laughs> when you are blasted into the game, which game is it going to be? Um, you had to break into their headquarters oh, first. Oh, right. So. Well, definitely Light Cycle because the other ones involve physical exercise. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm talking about games in general. Oh, I could go into the world of a game? Yeah. Ooh. ooh. I'm giving you the realm of all games. We already know you like Light Cycle, so that's yeah, not Yeah, no, no, no. Question. Which one would I be good at IRL? <laughs> Good question. Yeah. Well, I, I, as you know, I definitely can take a dinosaur in a fight one-on-one, so I must kind of. That's a dangerous one, okay. Now nah, you never get killed in one, so you just get knocked out and dragged away by a cat. It's fine. Okay. I'm, I'm going into Money Idol Exchanger. <laughs> <laughs> Ma- match tree, is it, with just a bunch of, like, Akihabara girls? <laughs> Maybe I'd just go for, like, Animal Crossing and just live a sedate countryside life. It's like, I didn't choose to go into this game. The <laughs> computer zapped me into that. That's why I'm with all these... Okay, fine. Leisure Suit Larry. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, did you play this? No. Okay. When I was a kid, I had the internet. I could just look at porn. <laughs> <laughs> How about Space Quest? Is that also porn? No, it's Sierra, Sierra Software. They made I'm Leisure aware Suit of the Larry. Sierra Software. They made okay. King's okay, Quest, okay. Space Quest... A few uh, other things. Stuart, who we had on for um, Evil Dead. Mm. He's a big Sierra guy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Space Quest, great. Roger Wilco. That's some good stuff. I, I, I A few years ago, I found somewhere where they, again, put him on the internet, so I played him again, right? Nice. And uh, yeah, it was, I, I, I was surprised how many of the puzzles I remembered how to solve relatively easily. I guess it sticks in your head. Yeah. Oh, well, I remember my dad eventually getting his Spectrum games working. And like... There really is a very clear design divide between pre-Nintendo and post-Nintendo. <laughs> like you can go back and play Super Mario Brothers and it still plays a treat, right? Yeah. You can't go back and play Chucky Egg. <laughs> <laughs> Atari's Rampart's still a fantastic game. There are, there are a couple of exceptions. Oh, well, even actually when you go back to the original Nintendo Entertainment System, only 10% of the games hold up. Yeah. And usually it's just... just I, those are the ones we still play today. Yeah, for me, it's just that little notch up to Super Nintendo, uh, really. Because uh, you get the same gameplay most... It's not like they screw with the gameplay for most of them, so... There's definitely a higher hit rate in Super Nintendo. Yeah, so... That, but that's... The, the thing that was amazing about the... Um, when my dad was showing me his Spectrum stuff is that he just sat down and wrote games, and they're almost as good as the stuff he's buying from the shops. <laughs> I can't do that now. <laughs> no, no. Like, there is... Indie is obviously Come on, thing, you can do it. And you could get good shit, but, like, you're having to, like... Use an engine that's been pre-made and buy assets and stuff. Well, that's why I learned when when I did frequent the app store more. You know, I'd be like, oh, look for the indie stuff because at least that there's some interesting game play yeah. quirk. Whereas, you know, most of the, the the big stuff was just like, how can we f- funnel you towards microtransactions by getting you addicted, basically? Right. <laughs> but I've said it before and I'll say it again. I'm furious at the world for not buying Super Mario Run. 
Because <laughs> that was like the last attempt at, hey, what if we just sold you a game and you have the game? <laughs> and no one bought it, so now all you're ever going to get is microtransactions. Wait, I felt like that did have a... You got the first world free, you paid eight bucks, you had the whole game. Oh, okay. There's no other way to spend money in that game. Okay. See, for me, it's like on, on that sort of situation, just let me pay a few bucks for the game, I got yeah. the game, and... That's what that's what I mean. Yeah. Mario Run was that. Okay. And no one bought it, so no one's ever. They it advertised again. it badly because I didn't pick up on that. Oh, okay. Okay. And I think it was just thick. <laughs> well, I didn't play that much either. Yeah. Because yeah. I was like, well, I still got a DS where I can just play New yeah, Super definitely. Mario Brothers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Mario Run itself is just meh. There are definitely much better ways to play Mario. But I wish more games on the. I would play games on my phone if I thought that was what I was going to get. Should they have gone straight Mario then? You do a no, first level and then you. No, play. no, no. A game that's meant to be buttons does not work well on phones yeah oh right right okay that's Good why point. i don't play phone games because a run game still popular it's kind of uh, past their prime haven't they yeah because they're, they're hard to monetize the last it's time gadgetpon games where you don't even play the game <laughs> you just unlock characters and look at them the, the last i remember is my daughter when she wanted to play the strawberry shortcake running game <laughs> which she doesn't anyway although i also think there's a generational thing that kids younger than me have no problem playing like shooters on the touchscreen mm. whereas i'm like no i don't want to do this i want sticks and a button oh yeah you're you're probably like there's things that i'm just like gonna give up on that you're probably down for so yeah yeah. <laughs> whereas, yeah like most of the kids i teach are playing Fortnite on like a tablet and that sounds horrendous to me yeah i don't get that because <laughs> i i think i i think i dabbled with the gta no no it was one of the lego games on the ipad right. no no this isn't happening yeah <laughs> and lego games are pretty simple already but i'll yeah. go back and play the lame ds versions yep <laughs> <laughs> i did play the pro the more proper xbox versions as well but so i knew what i was missing <laughs> um okay so you're going into Animal Crossing, then, is it? That's probably the actual sensible answer, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Would a Dragon Quest be fun to get zapped into? Dragon Quest Nine, where you can change your clothes. Maybe I'd go there. That'd be cool. Yeah, maybe. Mm. I'd have to go to the original Dark Souls. I know that well by the back. Oh, oh, wait, no. Pokemon. That was what... I thought it was yeah. an obvious answer. That's what you'd say, but... I feel like I was trying to think of, like, the fun challenge answer. But, yeah. No, that's the world I would rather live in than this world. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 I was actually Pokemon. surprised that wasn't your first answer, so... Yeah. Um, but well, no, I'm trying to think of the funny answer, that's why. Right, but trying too much physical exertion. Oh, yeah. no, I would just, like... I thought you were just giving me the three Tron games. That first, yeah. Where I was like, yeah, I, I think I could ride a bicycle better than I could... Do all that jumping around on discs shit. Mm. <laughs> You're digital though. How much yeah. physical exertion is he making? Because he's been digitized. I have no idea. That is not made clear by this film. Well, of course <laughs> it's not. I mean, because that's why I said like, like, can those Trump people take those suits off? I don't think so. Because like he's kissing Yori there, but like I don't think he's gonna be getting to her jumpsuit anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they like share energy or something. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Or maybe they fuck they um demolition man it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that could be the case. I, Tron Legacy doesn't. The girl comes there out again, of the like universe. A romance thing, I mean, I guess we can't apply that to this movie. But, no, no, no. But uh, she comes. She's a program that gets out in the end, right? So I, I have only seen it once in the theater. It seems it goes both ways, at least. Mm, but uh, I assume she's not stuck in a Tron suit in the real world. <laughs> but yeah, Jeff Bridges never takes off his hat, does he, in the Tron world? Which he'd probably oh. do if he could. Yeah. You can't. Luscious locks out. That that is a fun thing that I, I, the making of is worth watching, which I didn't do this time, but I've done before. Yeah, I, I know it's a really interesting production. Yeah, because like, a lot of what you think is CGI isn't. 
Right, because like um, basically everything in the trauma is shot in black and white, mm. and all the if you look at their faces, it's straight up black and white. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then um, just the colors are added in with uh, you know like cells or with animation cells or whatever. So yep. that's pretty cool. Yeah. So you're actually watching a mostly black and white movie, and you never notice it. Mm. So that's that's why the Tron suits are cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a funky film. Mm. We talked about Tron's got like a bit of a cult following now, mm. but it has it had like the big reappraisal. But now it's called again, I think. Yeah, well, that's I, what I mean. Did it have the big like? Because Legacy didn't exactly dominate, did it? It didn't. It did okay. Yeah, I, but mostly I think just on the Daft Punk angle. It's the last movie I saw in 3D, and it was too dark. Okay. I think it might have been a projector issue because this. It's, well, it, it, dude, 3D films always look a bit too dark, right? But then Tron Legacy is super dark, also. That's what I mean. And yeah, I think yeah, they yeah. were like skimping on like the projecting probably thing, and it just looked like complete garbage when I saw right. it in the theater. So, um, it, but we'll talk about that one another time. As far as this one, yeah, I feel like we're good. Did I hear? Some, man, even this might have been a few years ago. Where I heard something about like an animated Tron series. I think it exists because when okay. I was looking up um, Boxlighter, that was one of his listings. Okay, well, I guess it happened then. So, yeah. I, and I didn't notice. But I mean, there's reboot. Yeah. We're, we're quite back to, I guess, this being, like, kind of a uh, curiosity again. But, yeah, there was, right around, maybe because of Daft Punk, it had a quick resurgence. Of, no, Tron's a thing. We're going to build a tron's verse Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that didn't work out. We're going to build a Unitron. <laughs> <laughs> and then Jeff Bridges is like, yeah, yeah, I'm, folks, I have other things to do. This is not one of them. I did another movie for you. Go away, please. Yeah. <laughs> Which, honestly, it seems like the correct response anyway, so... But yeah, like, I guess, and also, like, even for me, all of my nostalgia for 80s games is secondhand nostalgia. Mm. I got it because I grew up reading magazines that were nostalgic for this stuff. Well, I, I wouldn't, I've already Same gone, thing like... Same as Star Wars, right? It's nostalgia I inherited from my dad. See, I've already gone full bore on the arc arcade nostalgia, right? Yeah. So. so that's what I mean, but, like, the generation beyond me, like, they don't give a single shit about these games. <laughs> like, I think just the market for this particular era... Well, then again, Stranger Things... But it's not the specific game. It's the electronic music and the 80s vibe that people are into. Again. This one's Wendy Carlos, who also did a Clockwork Orange. Mm. This is the same composer as Clockwork Orange. That's why you get all those bleepy mogs. Yeah. She had some more digital stuff. I think uh, she was maybe using the Fairlight okay. by this time, which is... Fairlight is basically you an early sampler where you get a sound, digitize it, and now you can play it on the old keyboard, different tones. So... Now it's, I mean, I can do it on my iPad, no problem. I can, you can fart and I can make it happen on my iPad. But in the early 80s, it's a big deal. But yeah. I don't know, is the That's 80s... a real challenge, by the way. I can record that. <laughs> like, when, when was Tron Legacy? 2011, 2010. Okay, okay. So it was only like, like 10 years old. Yeah. Whereas this was 30 years old when it came out. Maybe the thing is... Tron had a little legs because the game that accompanied the movie afterwards was fucking great. Yeah. Whereas Tron it was, Legacy... It was genuinely a pioneer. 
Yeah, whereas Tron Legacy, I don't think, had a game that oh, was worth a shit. It, yeah, it had a way. game that just wasn't worth a shit. Yeah, that's my point. I know they did a game, but it wasn't worth a shit. If the game had been gold, that really... I mean, because the whole thing is Tron has to work in tandem with video gaming, or it well, doesn't that's work it, at all. Well, because the, the idea of, like, bringing back, like, these retro pixel aesthetics and stuff, you don't need films to do that anymore because games do it. Mm. You play a game like No More Heroes, that's part of its charm. <laughs> or, like, um, a lot of indie stuff, like, deliberately trades on that kind of aesthetic right, and that does something that, interesting. That is why I like those indie games on App Store, because it's like, okay, we're not going to make, like, some ball-busting, you know, like, right. PlayStation 5 game on your iPhone. But here's this thing that looks like the gameplay you really liked in, like, 1989. And we're just going to put it, like, kind right, of yeah, maybe ironic, maybe clever twist, you know? But, yeah, like... Like, I told you, I, I actually haven't watched much of Stranger Things, but I did play their Zelda copy game, which <laughs> apparently sucks, but I liked it, so... And it didn't... I think it asked me for three bucks, I paid it, and, and I enjoyed it. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, that's it. Like, the whole... Games is now big enough a thing that you don't need um, films to give you your, like, retro thing. You can just have it in games. Mm. I mean, in a way, maybe this movie is just, it's so groundbreaking that it, like, tripped and fell on its face. Definitely. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think that is what people talk about with Tron. Like, people didn't know what to make of this mm. shit they were seeing. Is that your Speed Racer thesis as well? Oh, definitely. They knew what they were doing with Speed Racer. <laughs> they, they said they made it a kid's film because adults weren't ready to accept that shit. <laughs> but now you watch something like the recent Suicide Squad, and it does a bunch of, like, digital, um, like, transitions and stuff that are pure Speed Racer. People are acting like that film is visionary. So what's the most recent Tron where let's ask it ahead of its head? Is Speed Racer last one? There's got to be something more, more well, recent but, uh, Maybe there is, but we don't know what it is yet. Mm. We wouldn't know about it for 10 years. But we knew about Speed Racer pretty much I guess. straight away. I can't think what I watched recently that felt like, oh, wow, this is something new. Uh, now, the, what's the movie with the, the, the title Everything All at Once? That sounds like it might be that. But I've heard, I've heard good things about that, yeah. Yeah, the, at this date, it's not in Japan yet. We haven't seen it. Sorry, folks. Uh, this, this is a question that you can't. You just can't just fucking drop on me. Mm -mm. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I feel like there has been a film. I'm Sticking sure there's been something, right? Sticking with Wachowskis, would, would Cloud Atlas be that? I haven't seen no. Ju Jupiter Ascending. Would that be it? I don't know. But no, but Cloud Atlas didn't do anything new filmmaking-wise. Yeah, it got, yeah, okay. I mean, we've done Had linear breakups before. Roles. That's not new. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, okay, tech-wise, I guess it didn't. So the In terms, it, yeah, but or, it took, the story was from a book, so you can't even give it credit for that. Avatar kind of did it, but in a way where they didn't push it enough that they fell on their face, so they, it became a giant success. Oh, yeah. The weird thing of Avatar is it's still, is it like, because I think it overtook Endgame again, it's still the most successful film. Possibly. And yet it has zero cultural footprint. Oh, my dude. I say it all the time. Transformers. Yeah. But Transformers was it's very successful. A, and it's such but a people franchise. don't want to give it the credit. They don't want to give the original invented, film, but I think, I think people but, yeah, understand that the... the I think people, under, if you say Michael Bay, I think people will agree. If yeah. you say Transformers, they might not. But Michael Bay, you add the weight of, like, you know, like Armageddon and yeah, um, yeah, yeah. all the other shit he did and, you know, and, and The Rock. And now you're like, oh, yeah, okay, you're now right. I get it. Transformers is not the new Tron. It's the new Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> I stand by that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's the, definitely something, but I can't think what it is. Mm. Probably, like, probably not American is the thing. Yeah. Probably something out of Korea or Japan. Mm-mm-mm. How whack did the Tomorrow War get into any like like tech whack? I think you said you saw it. What? Do you see a Tomorrow War? Oh no, God no. No, okay. No, it was like fucking pissed out by Amazon for like 
Okay. Shitty budget. It looks terrible. Oh, oh, that. Uh, okay, <laughs> I thought I thought it had gotten like nitro infused, but it got like stripped of budget. Okay. No, yeah, so well, that... it was being made in as a cinema thing. But, yeah, yeah. And then Amazon bought it up and like finished it, but it doesn't look good. Okay, that's where I'm so. Confused. No, Expanse is the one where it was being made by the Sci-Fi Channel. And then Amazon bought it, and so like from season three, it looks completely different and great. Oh, okay. We'll see if the Orville does that too, because I think they're under. They, they've obviously made some notable changes for their third season, which is starting soonish. Oh, is that being like Amazon? Um, it was on Fox. Now it's Hulu, maybe. Oh, okay. So I don't know. Terrible. <laughs> no, I don't know if it's Hulu, but I, I don't remember who has it now. But um, it, it, they reinvented their okay. look. For this new season, so I see with with the both real life and story thing that it's several years. I will later. say I like seeing sci-fi films being given a big budget. It doesn't forgive Jeff Bezos for the fact that he could end World Hunger tomorrow and doesn't. <laughs> he has blood on his hands and deserves to hang. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I shouldn't be happy when my Batman set shows up. Sixties mm. mm. Batman this time. Okay. um... I mean, I feel like we really got deep in this movie without actually talking about the movie. It's like... How you well, say it's, it's pretty simple, like, just adventure, beat the baddie stuff. Yeah, yeah. I do like the um, the religious element, right, of the users. Oh, yeah. But that's deflated because as, as a viewer, you already straight up know, of course, Well, but um, I like the little, the little moment where he talks to Tron, and it's like... And he's like, well, I assume because you're a user, this has all been part of your plan. He's like... No, we don't really have a plan either. <laughs> and like, you know, so I'm not, a, I'm not talking about specifically the Christian God or the Jewish God or the, but the, I like, people will argue like, well, you know, how else do you explain that this universe exists that we can exist in mm. other than maybe someone created it? Oh yeah, I don't have a better explanation for why it exists. So he but is, if there is a creator, he doesn't have a fucking clue. Okay, because Flynn <laughs> is omnipotent in this case. But he's not well, omniscient. As, n- not when he's in the game, but outside of the game, he's omnipotent. He can do anything mm. to that game if he's got access, right? Right. Um, where he's not omni- omnipotent, right? He doesn't no, know everything, so. Yeah, literally what I said, why did you correct me? I, I put in a shorter sentence. No, you put it in a longer sentence. Did I? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I finished your sentence, and then you went back and did it again in ten words. Oh, right. Ten <laughs> words or less. Less, please. <laughs> What'd you find? Did you get stung in the back by a bee? I don't know. I think it's just a twig. Oh. Hold on. I think I see something. Uh, it's like a splinter. Yeah. Okay. Nice there splinter. we go. That's, that's what hang, happens when you hang out, Templars. I used to think that ass. if a splinter stayed under my skin for long enough, I would turn into, like, a wooden man. Like, the, do you know the Ron like Seal man? Groot. The what? The Ron Seal man? I don't. Ron Seal is a thing that you put on your fences so it doesn't get killed by the rain. Ah. But it just had this guy made of wood on the box, and I thought I would turn it to him. Hey, baby, I'm made of wood. I couldn't decide if I liked that idea or not. <laughs> um, so, right, yeah, so just the idea, like, if for whatever reason I accept that there is like a creator god be it a god or be it you know Dave Lister or you know he's still gonna scratch his ass here and there I don't think he knows what the fuck he's doing (laughs) I think you can pretty safely assume that based on the world we live in (laughs) or you could say the god knows what it is doing but it has to do equal parts like awesome and bullshit that's the yin well, yang, right? That's the fucking shitty answer people give you, yeah. Mm. Oh, God works in mysterious ways. No, no uh, he doesn't. He's just a cunt. <laughs> God is a cunt. There's a good title for a book. Well, that's Maybe. the ending of the podcast, mate. Just cut it there. <laughs> <laughs>
Planet of the Apes. Transformers Dark of the Moon.
Okay.